My name is David Andrew Laws, and we got a podcast to do. Hi. Now we're here. We're all (laughs) here now. We're all, everyone's here. Megan's here. Hey. Our guest is here. Hello. Um, Archie's here. And our sushi's here. Yeah. So we're going to do the podcast. We're going to do it. And we can't, and it's not, it's not, we're not going to do it, we're still going to do a normal length episode podcast, but we are going to do it with intention so that, (laughs) so that it's not going to be, like, time is relative. Right, the actual time it's going to take to do the podcast will be normal, but the time between me eating my sushi and now is going to shrink. So let's get focused. Everyone, focused. Hands in. Three, two, one. Podcast. 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 Good. Um. Hello. Hello. My name is David. I'm. I'm a podcast. I'm a podcast man. And my wife Megan. Hello. Is a podcast co-host per, uh, of this podcast most of the time, which is called Dress for the Podcast You Want. And Megan is cursed. <laughs> she was visited by a witch. Um, who? Who? Not you. You're. You're. You're not. The, you also don't have to be silent. In the guise of, a, of a voice and speech teacher. So, the, so our guest today is Dale Tornicky. Hello. Hi. Point the microphone at your face, you speech teacher. There you go. Hello. 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 Um, and the last time that Dale was on the podcast, <laughs> Megan had a bit of just a touch of laryngitis. I think I might have been somewhat on the mend at that point. It was pretty bad. It was. Pr- this was 10 months ago? I it was thought? 10 months ago. And now that Dale's back... Here we are. The curse has returned. It's become full circle. Megan's got no upper register. No. And it's a little less noticeable this time. It is. Yeah. It was worse earlier. I think so. I think it I was think worse so. when we put that audition on tape. <laughs> well, we were also doing that at mm, 9.30 in the, in the morning. morning yeah. 10 in the morning. Yeah. Um, Not a good time for anyone. But Dale's no. back and she brought her all her... her she brought her bag of curses... Um, <laughs> what else you got in there? Well, Archie keeps licking his lips like a pervert. Um, I don't know if the mic's picking that up, but I'm picking it up. What else you got in that bag? I I don't know. I have tea in that bag. Oh. <laughs> and a n- new pair of gloves that I got for Christmas. That's Ooh. exciting. Yes. I'm excited to do this episode, um, not only because there's going to be sushi at the end, but also because... Or, or because of the weird coincidence of my instrument being robbed of me that's like number two of, of i'm excited i've yes. also got two glasses of water because megan uh is gaslighting me that she didn't ask for water even though she did <laughs> and david is gaslighting me by saying that <laughs> and i have no idea anymore what happened even though i was here but i was I've, here in the middle of it and i don't know what happened so convincing <laughs> that i just don't know what to think anymore <laughs> It's better than the gas that was going on in the last episode, which was Archie. From that boy. Um, but I'm excited because, Dale, I, I don't want to get into this. I don't want to get into this yet. I just want you to remind me. There was something. We were talking about the podcast and having you back on. And you were like, oh, great. Because last time we talked all about X. And what I want to talk about this time is Y. And I don't remember what those were. Well, I was surprised that we talked so much about what I actually do during my job mm-hmm. last time. And like things about voice, but I think that was also because of Megan. Because <laughs> Megan's it was, it was a, I won't lie, it was a it was a hot topic. <laughs> but I was expecting more discussion about dressing for the podcast one once. Excellent. Well I'm excited. Ooh. I love talking about that. Um so God, I'm hearing myself too. I wonder if I'm I feel like I'm a little hi, good morning. You, you, Unleashing your inner Demi Moore. Welcome We're all to accommodating towards Megan. Welcome. I can feel it too. <laughs> to dress for the pod. <laughs> <clears throat> all right. Um. Is that like when you listen to certain singers and even if, like, for example, if I listen to Bonnie Tyler, love her, but she does hurt me when I listen to her. 
I feel my cords, even though I'm not doing anything. I'm just sitting, breathing, and listening to her. I feel my cords tensing up when I listen to her hit certain notes. Mm. She hurts me. Mm. It's a, it's a it's a love hurt relationship. <laughs> Completely one sided, <laughs> but. <laughs> um, Dale. David. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Do you consider yourself a successful person? Yes. Good. I think you did last time too. Yeah, I usually do. Do you consider yourself <laughs> more or less successful? You're one of our first repeat guests. I think we've had Alan on twice. Uh-huh. Um, and Megan and I, but ha- has it changed since the last time we were on the podcast? My feeling of success? Yeah, your relationship to success. Um, not necessarily, but I think I'm also feeling successful in new ventures, which is nice. Mm. Hmm. It's the new year. Do you make any resolutions? No, I don't make resolutions. I stopped. A I don't make years resolutions. Ago. I make revolutions. A couple <laughs> years ago, my my resolution was to write the correct year, and that's just been an <laughs> ongoing thing for me. So that's I, healthy. I wrote a check today, and I wrote twenty twenty, and I'm proud of myself. I'm doing well. I've done a really good job at that too. Not to pat myself on the butt too much, but I, I have not I think messed I up. I only one fucked time. it up once. Mm. Really? Yeah. You? How dare you? Hey. Hi. I'm putting it out there. And I'm I fixed it. Yeah, that's true. Did you make any resolutions? Um, you know, it's like one of those things where I have things I would love to do for the next couple coming months. Mm-hmm. You know, especially springtime. But then the second I even start making a first step towards that, that's when the floodgates open. And other things are like, no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I made a resolution to wish everybody on f- everybody a happy birthday. I love my birthday so much and people know that about me and I feel like I should reciprocate. Oops, I banged the mic. Um, I feel like I should reciprocate. Um, and so I was like, everyone that I'm friends with on Facebook, even if it's been like years and years, I'm going to wish everyone a happy birthday. Mm. Um, I have not done it once in the past 10 days. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this is a big birthday year for you. It's a big birthday year for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm turning 80. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm no, turning honey, 30. That's me. No, I'm turning 30. Um, it's going to be great. But we're getting, we're digressing. Dale. Yes. Dale's so successful. Mm-hmm. Dale is so successful that she gets to be on the podcast two times. Yay. And what? <coughs> how did you get so successful? How did you get so, from, here's, here's a question. From an outside perspective, you're, success i'm gonna say professionally comes from uh an extreme focus is that accurate that is somewhat accurate yes um i but i i would say focus is probably second and curiosity is first Interesting, because I think of curiosity as being much more broad, right? What like Mm. you're an actor and not you one one is an actor and comes to like is 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 an actor in New York and says, I'm going to be an actor. So I'm auditioned for a classical play and a movie and a short film. And like, it's a very broad sort of like actor spectrum working in voice and speech. The way that you do is like, it's, it's a specialization. Like, I guess a a more accurate uh, comparison would be if I'm uh, on the technical side of theater, I can do light and sound and set, or I can just do lights. And like, that's a specialization. And I feel like voice and speech feels like a very specialized path in the same way that like Shakespeare would be or um, any sort of like focus. I think that when I'm thinking about focus and, and curiosity, it, it, for me, the, the thing about when you start getting into any specialization is that there's a lot to know mm-hmm. and it takes a, a large amount of curiosity to 
continue to be passionate about something once you scrape below just the surface level. Mm -hmm. And so I think the thing that I find as successful about myself in my professional life is just really unending curiosity that mm -hmm. I just want to know. I'm like, but why? Why, 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 why? And then I have to go find out. You're like, you're like the child taking apart a toaster, but with voice and speech. Yes. What, what I also like about you is that like, you know, you could be working with someone who is a superior of yours or was at one point or still is a mentor. You, you're so curious and up on the field of what it is that whatever it is that you're doing in the moment that you're, you have no qualms about being like, mm, well, that's a bit more of an outdated thing. You know what I mean? Uh, taking information or like what is a common uh, thing that most people believe and being like, mm, well, no, actually they've updated that is, sort of information. Is How constantly is your field changing? I think it's changing a lot. And I think it's, it's not a particularly old field mm. in many ways. I mean, like it's, Maybe uh, when you really come, like when you really get down to it, maybe 120, 130 years old. Mm. When when you're thinking about of it as something that specifically relates to actors, and maybe at the most going back to the mid 1700s, which seems like it's an old thing, but is not an old yeah. thing when you think right. about the not as old as Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but back then, I like you know. Uh, there, there's no way to know how language or voice worked. And so now as people are learning more about how things are working and neurology we got and computers. other stuff. Yeah. We got x-rays. We've yeah. got a lot of stuff. And yet still nobody really totally understands in any way, shape or form how mu much of it works. It's just there's a more complexity to examine what don't we know uh, we don't know anything feels like math <laughs> like when they have like proofs that nobody can yeah, solve it's like that what's one well the big one <gasps> the big one that i think is funny at the moment is uh whether or not there is any such thing as one singular language versus another singular language what so like whether or not english is really uh like if you can say there is a language a language and it is called english like whether or not you can say that is somewhat debatable. There are definitely Englishes, and there are ways of speaking English, but whether or not there's oh, you're a talking defined... about like colloquialisms and stuff, or no, not exactly. Like kind of like where one language ends and another language begins is not definable mm. by uh, linguistics or science. Can you point. at least categorize things by like uh, ways of communicating that have sounds? Don't languages have sounds that other languages don't have? Don't we not use sounds in English that they use in French? Well, but there's a hard, creating a hard fast line between English and French is generally looking then with the assumption that uh, there might be a kind of standard or typical English and a standard or typical French, which mm. is problematic. Oh, that's fair. If somebody speaks English having spoken French, they might use some of the sounds that aren't naturally occurring in like a standardized English. Or thinking of a speaker who is maybe not from a predominantly English speaking place. Yeah. Or, or I'm immediately now just thinking of, of Africa place. and the presumed over 800 different languages in Africa. Well, so, there's more than that. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and that is part of where it gets interesting because there's, uh, you know, a history of demarcating where languages are based mm -hmm. on European ideas about um, 
nationalism and ethno-nationalism. Man. The idea of like one per one people, one language, which is not an idea that I would be very supportive of. Fuck mm-hmm. nationalism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I got curious about that, and that's why. <laughs> <laughs> and you were like, "Great, I still hate it." <laughs> so I, 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 that's you know, I just I, I can't really stop to some extent, and and uh, and because I like research and i like learning things it makes me feel successful is it ever a bad thing your burning curiosity absolutely first off <laughs> it bores people to tears oh no uh, people are usually very they, like if if they're not paying me to teach them something i i bore them quickly um let's see other problems with it i mean it can certainly get you into trouble when you uh start saying like well i don't know i don't know if that's if that's the case, you know. That was like trouble. the hyper feminine <laughs> version of Travis's well actually. Well actually. <laughs> right. Travis is pushing up his glasses going, Well actually, and you're going, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about that. Maybe. <laughs> the, and that's the thing I'm talking about. Like Well, I have wonderful mentors and bosses. I wish I had a mentor. Dale, will you be my mentor? You don't really want me as no, a mentor, I don't. do you? I, I don't, don't think so. I don't know, maybe. If you want to, then absolutely. But do you, I don't think you want that. David, you are your own mentor. <laughs> that's what I'm afraid of. And if that's the case, I'm in very bad hands. You are your own burning flame. Okay, I think mentor relationships doesn't. can be very difficult to to establish in a culture where you're supposed to do everything on your own. And then suddenly you're supposed to turn Especially after and a certain age from yeah. somebody. Have we talked about this? I don't think so. I had mentors growing up from 10 to basically graduating college right like i had my i had i had three wonderful acting teachers and then a roster of other acting teachers but like one of whom in kentucky from like 10 to 18 was my just like go-to guy father figure mentor like absolutely archie that was a squeaky toy (laughs) archie he's like i have something to say come here give me that you can't play with that during the podcast. But he can, though. And he's doing he's it. taking it away. <laughs> um, and then when I went to college, I had a different mentor. Um, and then once I came to New York, I, I guess, like, I had a manager for a while who I sort of, like, gave a little bit the reins of my life. Um, but that, that didn't last very long. And now I've, I've, since then, I've been very, like, rudderless in that sense. I've, mm-hmm. I've always uh, not not been dependent, but been very, like, um, what's the word? I, I appreciate it. Like, I love having a mentor and it's, it's, it's a great security blanket to have in my life. But I guess I just, I mean, I don't get one anymore. You have actual mentors though. You have that relationship where like, if I have a problem, I like turn to them or I like always like sort of listen to what they have to say. A little bit. Yes. And a little bit. No. Um, recently when I was doing a particular training, I was given a mentor who I, mm. who is wonderful and I love, but I, I think that I've, been a little mentor list going back I, I mean historically as I as I grew up I did not have a single a singular teacher that I found to be a mentor uh, with the to some extent the exception of you know my high school theater teacher as mm. I think is true for many people like us but at the same yeah. time I wouldn't say that 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 was necessarily a mentor relationship. That was a, a beloved teacher mm-hmm. relationship. And so I, I think that that was actually something that 
I've had to try to develop and learn how to do that when you're working in organizations and you're working in companies, it's important to cultivate some kind of mentor relationship with somebody above you, that mm. it, it really helps in your ability to navigate, um, you know, to nav navigate. RG. RG. What's he doing? He's uh, looking at the masks. Oh, it's because I put his toy up on top of that thing. Great. He's a smart boy. I'm sorry he's being so interrupted. Sorry. This is the second episode in a row that he's been a real uh, element in, and I don't know if that's a good thing or not. <laughs> I want to shift. Okay. I'm depressing myself because I don't have a mentor. I want to talk about what a dress for the podcast means to you. Well, I'm interested in the question of success like, like, and what that means to people and what that means to people in terms of career, in terms of personal life I, and other things like that. I started to think about it and I started to sort of try to like, what did I put? I, I, I like summated it a little bit because um, it it's such a broad thing that we, here it is. I was thinking about, and maybe this will have happened in these episodes. I haven't done, I got to do some intros for this ep for these episodes because we're in season four now. All right. What? I know, right? We, yeah. we skipped half of season three. Don't worry about it. You didn't miss it. Um, <laughs> and so uh, I think I think at the beginning of the episodes, I might say something like, like before I introduce the guest, I might say, let's talk about success. How do we define it? Why do we want it? What do we do with it once we get it? And who is asking all these questions? And then I'll like introduce the guest. But that might be like the thing that happens at the beginning of the episodes. Because I think those are the questions, right? The, those two things that we've sort of solidified over the years are we talk about success in terms of professional success, personal success, and interpersonal success. And, mm. right? I don't think we were talking about that when you were on last. That was sort of mm -hmm. a late, a later development. And the questions that I want to ask are like, why do we want success? What do we do with it? And and like, what is it? How do we define it? So like, I think that de the definition is those things. Are you, would you knowing that as a definition of success, uh, professional, personal, and interpersonal? Would you say that you're successful in all three? Um, I would probably I would probably hazard to say that I feel more confident in my professional success and probably to some extent my personal success and then i feel ups and downs in terms of interpersonal interpersonal we're saying between two people or between people oh maybe i mean intrapersonal i mean you i mean your relationship to yourself oh what what, what then what's what is the difference between personal and intrapersonal uh professional success is i have a good career personal uh -huh. success is i have a good friendship life or love life or like uh, or maybe I mean maybe I have those definitions wrong. Maybe what I mean is professional is career, interpersonal is my personal life, and personal is to me. But those, those ah. sort of like those sort of well, I mean like, and it's not to categorize any, but we've gotten several answers where people will be like, I'm not feeling too jazzed about where I'm at professionally, but as far as the people that I'm surrounded by or who I live with. Uh, the person I'm devoted to, yeah. that, and I'm very fulfilled. Yeah, when we ask people that question, they usually leap to yes or no because of my career or yes or no because of my relationship, right? Michael Seto is a great example who like one was, was one of the first people who was like, yeah, because I have a family that I love. And we were like, oh, great, cool. Mm -hmm. um, fewer people come to that immediately as saying like, yes, because I'm happy and I know myself and I, you know, like myself and... All that kind of jazz. Mm. So, I would, yeah, I'll keep it. So, so I have, I'm happy with many aspects of my professional life, and the ones that I'm not happy with, I'm actively working to change, to better, do things. <laughs> um, uh, and I, um, 
and I I have no qualms really with it and with my feelings about uh, I have a wonderful just freaking wonderful boyfriend partner person he's thing. He's the best. Travis. Uh, <laughs> he's the fucking best. I love that guy. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to figure out what to call him these days because calling him the, the, it very, mm-hmm. I, I, the only thing that really seems to work is he's my person because uh-huh. boyfriend is tacky on a number of levels. Significant and other also implies spouse sometimes. And other and it just sounds like you're filling out a form. Yeah, it's clumsy. It's, there, yeah. it is, it's clunky clunky yeah. and um partner is partner's the worst he, it, there's problems with that i referred yeah. to i actually referred to him as your partner today i was talking about the two of you and that just sort of like popped out and it had never happened before and i was like i don't know <laughs> someone <clears throat> in my family who will currently go unnamed in Great. case they ever listen to this which i know they won't beth. but i'll still know i actually do have a family member <laughs> named beth Oops, and, it's not beth i'm sorry and it's not beth <laughs> <laughs> i feel i feel i must i must say that but I had a family Beth, don't worry, member, we'll and this was years ago, referred to Travis as my betrothed, which Whoa. I thought was cute. Um, that is cute. Also, should we go with true? that? No, it wasn't, <laughs> wasn't. Yeah, no. Um, so my person, my person is great. Um, he's that's great. nice. So that is, uh, you know, an area that I feel successful in as well. And, and, and it's an area that I feel successful in that surprises me because before dating Travis, I had one other relationship that lasted a total of six months Mm. and uh the guy made sure to uh watch the entirety of doctor who on my netflix account before breaking (laughs) things off (laughs) true story so bitch that's my that's my only other uh so bitch he like he like wanted to break up with you but not until he was done with doctor who yeah i think so i i actually think he probably would have broken up with me a couple weeks earlier but hadn't finished doctor who like like so just didn't but yeah i never really dated much you know i didn't date in college at all it's interesting with like with interpersonal relationships i think that so much of the success depends on you and so much of the success also doesn't depend on you that it depends on weird things about you know meeting people at the right time interpersonal being the actual definition of it of interacting with other people what do i I mean do i mean mean. intrapersonal is that i mean how how i take what you're talking about is like uh, with your Spiritual self. Inter would be between. How two do you people. talk to yourself? Intra every day? would be within a person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Intrapersonal. So you're saying intra. I'm saying intrapersonal. Okay. And then what? And then what about interpersonal? Inter- interpersonal. Interpersonal. Yes, that's between two people. Yes. So professional, interpersonal, and intrapersonal. That's okay. garbage. This whole podcast is garbage. <laughs> Throw it in the toilet. <laughs> Just move away from like the, the whole series. Or the problem else. with not having a mentor <laughs> is that no one points these things out to me. Oh, I couldn't I mean, be your I mentor. Th- then, I think so everybody who's out. out of school feels the way that you do. That my podcast is garbage. No, no. Oh. That like I wish I had a guide. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think specifically our generation feels that way. Mm-hmm. But everyone older than us stinks. <laughs> like they're actually smelly. They're very Sometimes. smelly. <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes they just stink of capitalism. (laughs) (laughs) Dale, Mm -hmm. tell me more. Well, you know, because there's some success in, like, making a relationship successful takes a lot of work. You and Travis have been together for? Over six years. Yeah. I mean, they got together at the same time we did. Yeah. Pretty much. One month after the two of you. That's true. (laughs) But so much of it is also... You, you know, there, there, there's 
weirdness and luck in the beginning of it that sets up the stage Mm -hmm. for the possibility of success. For sure. There's definitely an element, especially in dating in New York City, there's an element of like effort involved, right? Like Megan was living in New Jersey when we met. Yeah. It would have been very Mm -hmm. easy. But I just just... happened to be doing a show in Queens. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. But even after that, it would have been very easy to just be like, nah. Nah, this is tiring. Right. You think about living in Manhattan and visiting someone in Brooklyn, you're like, oof. Yeah. I was very fortunate that Megan was willing to come out as much as she was. Maybe that was it. Maybe I got lucky and you did. Well, I think I think you were also lucky that I had been doing it for a long time anyway, so yeah. I was used to it. Yeah. I went on like right before I met Travis, I was uh, I had just gotten back to New York in mm, in January of 2013 and uh was kind of, you know, moving on, turning a new leaf in 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 is that the phrase turning a new Turning a new leaf implies that you were improving. I was definitely improving. About something? You were making something better? <laughs> yes. This, yeah. this side of the leaf sucks. <laughs> <laughs> then yes, that's the expression that I want. It was like, you know, moving into new, uh, po- you know, after grad school, adult life, You were whatever. flipping over to the cold side of the pillow. Yes. Yes, I was. Yeah. And so I, for a sh- very short period of time, was, you know, thinking to myself, like, okay, well, how do you meet people in New York? And then I was like, okay, dating apps? Yeah. And so, along with a friend, I signed up for OkCupid. I was on OkCupid so much. Oh my god, it's a terrible place. Oh, did you? So you had your your time on that? Well, it was mostly a it it it, it was an idea like the, my idea for it because I really couldn't quite commit was like oh well I'll take material from this and then make some kind of art with it like, <laughs> whatever these <laughs> weird people send me, and I mean some of it was weird stuff like there was somebody who just wrote hi. And then sent that like 20 times in a row where it just said, hi, 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 hi. And so final, you know, like, and, and it also shocked me how once you make the profile, like people contact you. It, yeah. it didn't, you know, there was, it was, you know, okay, nothing to it. Uh, I just sat there and never answered any of them. And then finally this, you know, this one guy sent a message and he was like, oh, I see you like Game of Thrones. Um, Good opener. You know, and I'm the only person on OKCupid who likes Game of Thrones. (laughs) Well, it was 2013. Fair enough. (laughs) But um, what did you say? He said, "Yeah, thanks, Genie." Well, so you know, he said a couple other things, and we talked a little bit about you know, and then he was like, "Oh, let's meet up," and I'm like, "Okay." So uh, he he suggests meeting up somewhere in the West Village, and I'm like, "Great, that's fine." Um, And then he asks, "Where do you live?" And at the time, I was living in Astoria. Mm-hmm. And he says, oh, well, then we better make it on a day when you can come after work. And I'm like, okay, uh, sure. And then it turns out later that he, he was really concerned that I had to take the train all the way <laughs> from Astoria to the West Village. Like, like not, how could I? Like, not as a ploy he wasn't like oh you're so far from home why don't you just come back to mine he was genuinely like no he seemed genuinely like he canceled a he canceled <laughs> a date one time because he said oh i couldn't make you do that <laughs> well first of all you could make me do anything roger <laughs> <laughs> and and so what ended up happening is after he canceled that date i thought well this is stupid <laughs> <laughs> like anybody who is so concerned about me having to take the train into the city god, god forbid god uh, clearly won't come out to queens so <laughs> and then you met travis at the theater yeah and then i met travis like, like one does <laughs> 
So there you go. And, and so, who, you know, who was directing that show, David? Me. I introduced yes. them. You did not introduce them. Basically, I did. <laughs> I didn't know you. Valerie Terranova introduced By them. directing the show and casting <laughs> Travis, I basically introduced you. <laughs> I'm a matchmaker. Technically, no one introduced me. I sat down next to Travis and David and Nick and introduced myself to all three of them at the same time. Travis introduced himself to you when he handed you a dog during the the show. Well, but he didn't introduce himself to me. He didn't say, hi, I'm Travis. He was working. That's not always how you have to introduce yourself. Sometimes you introduce yourself like Archie does with a fart. (laughs) That is quite an introduction. He will remind you of his presence in fear that you might have forgotten. Hi, I'm here. I'm here. I'm still in the room. Still here. Okay. All right. But even then there was like, you know, a little there was like some luck and some other stuff involved. Like when I met Travis, it turned out we had both gone to school in England and we both knew a bunch of the same people and had mutual friends and and so then we just, you know, there was something there to talk oh, about already. I thought that was going to be the uh but we got together anyway, as if like like in the world of like, and so you know, I kind of knew what he was like in college, and he kind of knew what I was like in college. But we got together anyway. <laughs> well, our 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 schools in the UK were were very interesting. His, right, his school had just they they did they were they were. Uh, very special, and the, and <laughs> the people at my school were special as well in yeah. a different way. Yeah. No, it's surprising. It is surprising that that it worked out. How's your relationship to Dale? How's your intrapersonal relationship? I didn't nailed glance, it. I didn't glance he at the screen. It. That was mm. a real uh, solid take. <laughs> um, I think I think it has ups and downs. Mm. I think in some ways I have a very solid relationship with myself and then in other ways that you know it comes and goes um sometimes i am disappointed in myself for failing to meet my own standards Mm. particularly when i know i could but i just don't feel like it Mm. which happens um particularly relating to things like going to the gym (laughs) eating healthily doing work when Instead, I just watch Netflix. <laughs> Can I, I don't I don't want to bogart the podcast. It's my podcast. Um, I'm gonna bogart it real quick. I really want to tell this story about therapy today. I went to therapy today, like I do, and um, I was talking about I don't remember how it, how it came up. We were talking about art and about like how oh oh I'm really I'm really thin skinned. It like. Uh, if I get a bad review, if somebody says no to me, if I don't get a thing, like even having done this for 20 years, I still like someone said no to me today about a thing. And like it didn't ruin my day, but like it, it hurts. Like it still hurts. Like I think about reviews back during Hamlet and like those stick with me. Um, and so we were talking about like how there's a part of me that wants to please everyone. When I create something artistic, I want everyone that sees it to enjoy it, which is impossible, right? Like everyone, yeah. like there are people who don't like, the Mona Lisa. There are people who don't like, um, you know, music, like music, art, theater, any, 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 any sort of medium has has detractors. Uh, but this also lives simultaneously with the desire that the that I really do have of like, when I create art, I want to really reach one person. If I can reach one person with the art that I've created, then I consider that a success. So right, this sort of spectrum is like nobody likes it. One person likes it. Everybody likes it. And my uh, therapist was like, does that, does the latter part of that, does the everyone likes it goal serve you? And I was like, 
I sort of had to piece it out because I was like, I don't know, does it serve me? Um, and sort of like worked out that like the thing that I keep I keep going back and forth on in in the past couple of years is like when I have a goal, uh, at what point am I overcoming obstacles to reach that goal, and at what point am I just hitting my head against a wall and like I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna break through because this is the bedrock. This isn't uh me trying to unlock a door. This is me trying to physically break through a wall. Um, and so in in that comparison, right, this this idea of like pleasing everyone is that bedrock and doesn't like doesn't serve me so i don't i don't know say something about what i said in (laughs) relation to what you said because that's what made me think about it um hmm. because i was i was having (laughs) that sure how you got there i was having that conversation uh professionally and you were sort of tinged on that conversation (laughs) intrapersonally about like um, oh that i I can't please myself all the time yeah into yeah you can't I, i i and no, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense to me. Like that, that I, I, and I think we feel for whatever reason at this moment as a culture, as if we should always like ourselves mm. or we should always be happy with That's, ourselves. Yeah. And, and it, uh, I don't think you can. Yeah. Uh, I certainly can't. We have, we have the technology. We know so much more about yeah. ourselves and about how our stuff works. Like we should be able to. We should be in a utopia. We thought we would be 20 years ago, and we're not. <laughs> we all. thought we would have flying skateboards, and we don't. We thought we'd have Jaws. And we do. Nine? Was that what it was? Oh, I see. Jaws 9? Isn't that what it was in the Back to the Future? It's like a 3D Jaws <laughs> oh, I don't remember. Some shit. I don't know. I haven't. It's been a while. Mm. We're going to go watch Alien after this. Yeah, we are. Is that what we're watching? Or yes. we're watching The Outsiders? No, we're watching Alien. We're watching Alien. I think Outsider comes out on Monday. Ah, uh, dope. I'm, I actually really want to see that. Yeah, I do too. Um, I So <laughs> this is a bit of a personal anecdote. Um, <gasps> Travis, uh, Dale's person. Person. My person. person. Her beloved person. My person. Um, Your beloved. My beloved person. When we were all living together in Brooklyn. uh, It was quite a house. Travis came home one evening and found me. (laughs) (gasps) Yes. Um, Well, I had failed using our very, very, at that point, dulled can opener so that I could make, you know, tomato sauce for pasta and stuff. And um, this was not my first rodeo with this incident. Um, this was actually my second time doing things this way. I took the back of a hammer and I hammered that shit open. And so of course, because of like the loose tomato juice, it was splattered everywhere. Crime scene. Yep. So, and of course, uh, I left the can the way it was so that people like Travis. (laughs) Blunt force trauma to the can. Because I knew people like Travis would really enjoy what this looked like. So I left it out for him and he came home and of course he was hysterically laughing and he didn't recover for quite a while. But the reason why this came up for me is that when I do things like that, Uh I think that I'm Ripley from Alien. Oh, that I was really curious where this was going. (laughs) Yeah, that's who I envisioned myself being. I think that was Megan banging her head into the wall. I couldn't tell Just just being resourceful. And and just getting the shit done and saying things like "Get away from her, you bitch!" Yeah, give me my pasta size, you bitch. That's that's me. <laughs> Interpersonal that success. Mm-hmm. Is that from Alien or is that from one of the later ones? I, I think it's is it. I think it's Alien three, two, isn't it? Two or three? No. Yeah, the one with the little girl. Yeah, and she's like we're gonna watch the, them she's all. She's like in the big robot we don't even suit. No, we're gonna watch them all. And I have watched none of them. <laughs> Dale's never seen one, so we're gonna watch them all. It will be exciting. We're gonna do a marathon. 
But I'm also thinking just about what what you brought up with wanting to please everyone. I mm-hmm. think that is one of my biggest difficulties mm. is wanting to make everyone happy. Yeah. And, and more than that, mm-hmm. not wanting... Actually, I, no, I phrased it wrong. Not wanting to make everyone happy, wanting everyone to feel positively about me. I wouldn't say necessarily to like me. Sure. But wanting yeah. everyone I come into contact with to feel good about me and to feel good about me in every interaction that they have. And that's impossible. That's what it was. Oh, shit, that's what it was. I compared it to an impossible objective, right? When I was trying to decide if it was good for me or not, I talked about how as actors we set obje- objectives for ourselves. And when I'm teaching a lot, I encourage actors to find impossible objectives because then it always gives you something to be working for. You can't do it, so you are going to be always active in the scene. Mm-hmm. And I was like, in this case, trying to make everyone happy is my impossible objective. And then when I was like, oh, so it's impossible. Like, yeah, that's yeah. really... I so, have big problems with that. Mm. I, you know, I, and, 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 and I think it's one of the reasons that I'm happy that I got into, um, into teaching because it challenge you, you can't, not everybody is going to like you when you're teaching them. Oh, for sure. They are sure. not. And, and it, and it isn't your fault either. Sometimes it's your fault, but <laughs> often it isn't because people are bringing in their own personal shit and baggage and yeah. relationships with their parents and teachers and yeah. transference and all sorts of stuff. And into they're the already room. encoded with a whole bunch of stuff. And yeah. yeah and like th- and they might like your style and they might not, and they might want something else. And I think it's been teaching me to be okay with being disliked. Mm. Um, with a lot of pain. Yeah, I was about to say, you, s- you said that, but I don't know if your eyes said that it's okay. A lot of pain, a lot of struggle. <laughs> a lot, and a few a happy lot of hours. general unhappiness. Oh, no. <laughs> and, and, and I love teaching. I yeah. love it so much. And It's got to be worth it. Yeah, and when, and when you find a career that you really enjoy, I think it, of course, makes you happy but it challenges you as well because otherwise it would be boring. Yeah. So. Yeah. What's your advice about success? I feel like it's been a pretty advice-full latter half, but just sort of like in in relation to uh, someone wanting more success in their life, what would be your advice? I, well, I was thinking about a, a piece of advice that was given to me with interpersonal relationship relationship good communication between two people yes two or more people and um it was it was while i was studying abroad and it was i was in glasgow in that's in scotland an airbnb with you're in scotland amanda ryan jones cohen and eric cohen at the time they were not yet married well but they still have the same last name (laughs) No, now oh. they have that last okay. name. Previously, they did. <laughs> Previously, it was Amanda Ryan Jones. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And Eric Cohen. Last name. I'm sorry, I was confused. And Preston Indy Jones, Co- uh, Jones Cohen, their son. Aww. Um, Way to dox the baby. <laughs> <laughs> you. Oh, should I not say? Well, well no. He. I mean, they have a they have a Cohen clan YouTube, so I think it's okay. Interesting. Great. Go on. Um. So, I was I was sitting in a hotel room with. Uh, the two of them, I think Preston was asleep somewhere in the hotel room. Just to be clear, he was in the hotel. I think he was asleep, he was asleep somewhere. somewhere. <laughs> 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 um, 
somewhere in the hotel. We were talking about my uh, my love life in England at the time, which was so much more interesting than my love life in the United States. <laughs> I just cannot begin to tell you. So I, somehow I was more attractive when on the other side of the Atlantic Ocean. Mm. I, I don't know why. That's for the next episode. Probably not. I want to hear all about it. <laughs> and uh, so we were talking about relationships and I was talking about difficulties I was having between myself and another person. And um, I think... Uh, and they, they looked at me and one of them, which I think was Eric, somebody said, the thing is, it should be easy even when it isn't. Mm. Mm. And that has really never left me. And when I met Travis and started dating him within a month, I knew that this was a person that would, yep. that I would stay with yeah. because it was easy. And in, you know, in six years later, we've had times when it wasn't easy and yet it was. Yeah. Yep. It's still easy. And that sounds like advice we can relate to all of the facets of of success. Uh, yeah. That, you know, there's something to be said for finding ease and difficulty and, mm -hmm. and that something can have the quality of easefulness, mm -hmm. which is something that as a voice teacher, I go on and on <laughs> and on about in my, in my work life. So I think it stuck with me particularly yeah. for that reason as well. But that even when something is difficult and something is hard, that that doesn't mean there can't be a quality of ease in the struggle mm. to some extent, um, that some things can be struggling and yet you can still go through it mm -hmm. with willingly ease. and gladly sometimes yeah. with a little yeah. bit of luck if you're with the right person or with if you're with the right job or mm -hmm. if you're in the right place with yourself and that can sometimes maybe be a sign for being with the right person or being yeah. in the right job or being in the right place with yourself is that even when shit sucks <laughs> like you know uh currently in in uh in our world. The world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, you know, shit sucks. And yet, if there can be ease and joy and pleasure taken out of something that you're doing, that that could be success. Dope. Thanks, Dale. <laughs> Thanks, David. That's it. That's the whole end of the podcast. I got to say some stuff. Go so fast. Thanks, I David. know. You're I welcome. told you Thank it was going to be a very. You're going to eat your sushi. I'm going to eat my. And we're going to watch Alien. Freaking sushi. And we're going to yeah. watch uh, Sushi Aliens. My name is David Andrew Laws. This has been Dressed for the Podcast You Want. Thank you to my co-host, uh, Megan Greener. <laughs> okay, that was great audio. Uh, thank you to our guest, Dale Tornicky. Hello. Thanks, thanks for being on the podcast. And goodbye. Hello. And thank you to all of you for listening. Goodbye. I um, you can go to whoa, Facebook, Twitter, whoa. and Instagram. Hello. To, we're going to get... All right, what's happening? Whoa. The Beatles are going to take our podcast down. Uh, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at dresswithpodcastyouwant.com. Um, I, I think that's all that I got to say at the end. I love you. Megan is crying. <laughs> she really just tickled herself. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, that's it. All right. Peace. Hosted on dimlywit.com.